someone next to you, say, we're glad you're here at church today. Thanks for the full band sound today. I, um, I got to hear it from up there. It sounded good. So thanks, guys. Thanks for sharing your smiles, your greetings with one another. I invite you to find your seats again. And as you do, I want to share just a couple of, of um, regular kind of announcements that we share every week. First of all, I um, wanted to let you know that it, we'd love to hear from you. If you have anything that you need to get in touch with the church office about uh, or any prayer requests, in the pews in front of you, there's a Connect card. You can fill that out. And in the back of our sanctuary here, you'll find some different receptacles by the doors. You can drop those connect cards in as you're leaving. And that's just a way for us to hear what's going on in your life. We love praying over the prayer requests along with our prayer team. And so please stay in touch with us um, by filling out those connect cards. If you're a visitor, we wanna encourage you to fill one of those out. And after the service today, if, if you're visiting with us, not a member here, we wanna encourage you to go to the information desk. Bring your connect card there. We've got a special gift for you and we'd love to, to touch base with you and just say hi. Uh, I wanna continue to, to thank you guys for supporting the ministries here through tithes and offerings. Um, it's amazing to see if you look in your bulletin, you'll see how strong our financial picture is looking this month in the church. And that's because of, of, of God's goodness, your faithfulness at returning what he's giving to you. So thank you so much for supporting. We're not gonna collect an offering here at church today. So the way that you can continue to support is by giving online or um, leaving your offering or your tithe in these receptacles as you leave the sanctuary here today. So thank you so much for doing that. Um, as, we, as we continue on, I have um, an exciting announcement to make. I wanna invite Aiden to come, come up, Aiden Adams to come forward, um, because today is a, a, a special day, and we, we wanna have a special day today, but also celebrate a special day that happened not long ago. So Aiden, you're a student, student at Oaks, and are you in eighth grade? Seventh grade. So Aiden enjoyed being able to study with you a few months ago. Um, you shared that you wanted to be baptized, which was really, really cool. Had a chance to study with you. Aiden had some of the coolest questions about the Bible, about who God was. So we enjoyed getting to, to refresh ourselves about who God is and prepared for that. And then this summer, we might have a picture that we could put up on the screen. This summer, Aiden was able to go and have the special experience. There he is, being baptized by his granddad. Isn't that cool? Can you guys give him a round of applause? That's really, really cool. Best decision that you can make, Aiden, giving your heart to Jesus through baptism. That's what he was able to do there. So today, uh, we're just wanting to take the next step in this kind of progression of your faith journey, Aiden. Not only was, was Aiden baptized then, which we wanna celebrate, um, he also wants to become a member of this church, amen? This is a good thing. Aiden, we want people like you to be members of our church. So we're excited about this. And so I just wanted to see, could I get a, uh, all those in favor who would love to see Aiden become a member of this church, can you just give a great big round of applause? There you go. Aiden, we're so excited that you're a member of our church here. You're already helping in different ways. We know that. I just want to have a, a prayer of dedication for you, and this will also be our opening prayer for our service. So if you guys don't mind bowing your heads, we're going to have a word of prayer. Our most gracious Heavenly Father, we love you so much. We thank you for the love that you have for us. And Lord, right now our hearts are full um, because of, as we remember this decision that Aiden has made uh, to give his heart to you, Lord. I know it was a decision that was made some time ago, but today we're celebrating how he was able to display this publicly through baptism. And now, Lord, as he's come and he's joined this body of believers, Lord, we ask, Lord, that you would please bless him, that you would pour his spirit, your spirit out on him, Lord, and that you would bless him in amazing ways. Father, we ask the same thing for us. Because no matter when we made this decision to follow you, we're here today because we want to know more about you. Some of us made this decision years ago. Some have yet to make that decision, and yet collectively we're here because we want to know more of you, Jesus. We want to catch a glimpse of your love. We want to understand better what your will is for our lives. And so we're here to worship you. And so we come together, Lord, and we ask that just as we're praying for your spirit to come on Aiden's life, we pray for that same spirit to touch our hearts as we worship you today. 
Please bless in the way that only you can. In your name, Jesus, amen. Good morning, church. Happy Sabbath. Would you stand with us while we sing all creatures of our God and King? Please join us. Body bound 
in my in-depth study of Acts is that our life's purpose as modern-day disciples of Jesus is to proclaim salvation to everyone. I struggle sometimes keeping my focus on that purpose with the pace that this life goes. I love this song that reminds me of what I am here for, especially the last verse where it essentially is praying Philippians 1.23 and Matthew 16.24 to take up my cross and follow him Follow Jesus daily and realize that living as Christ and is Christ and to die for him is gain. As we sing the song, if you pick up on the chorus, please feel free to join us and make it your prayer also.
Thank you for that music. Good morning. I've been asked to let you know, if you're not aware, that we have children's church going on today. Any child ages 4 to 11 is welcome to attend. You go upstairs and all the way down to the right upstairs. The children will have to be checked in and you have to agree to come and pick them up after it's over. Psalm 78 says, Give ear, O my people, to the teachings of God. Incline your ear to the words of his mouth. We will not hide them from their children, telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. Being an educator is one of the hardest jobs there is, and it is certainly the most important one. School has begun, and we want to take just a little bit of time, acknowledge our educators, pray for them, and also applaud them in their efforts to help educate children and, of course, lead them to Christ in and through the process. So if we have any people that are educators, if you are here, that would include those of you who teach in our school system, the College Dale Academy school system, or the uh, other Adventist schools. Also, if you teach in public school, or if you are homeschooling, if you're a teacher, please come forward at this time. We will not come and get you. You will have to come forward. And if you would kindly stand right, right along in the front here. And these are the brave in our culture. It's a tough job. Let's give them a round of applause. <laughs> Father in heaven, we ask that you will bless each of these teachers that are here. Bless them in the environment they teach in. We pray that they will be used by you to educate children, but not just educate them, to show them Jesus. And we pray that the children under their care will be moved closer to embracing you as their Lord and Savior. In fact, we pray the children would do that. We ask that you will watch over them and protect them, give these educators great wisdom beyond their years of experience use them for your glory and honor we pray in jesus name amen let's give them another round of applause now last week at the end of the sermon i challenged you I challenge you to read six verses or so and write down on a three by five card a thought, part of a verse or a whole verse. Keep that card with you through the day. And um, on Monday, I received this text and I want you to read it off the screen. Good morning, Pastor Jerry. This is Rondi Oswald. Someone listened to the sermon Sabbath. Miss Olivia was afraid I had forgotten to read my Bible and write on an index card. The sad truth, she was right. As we were leaving for school this morning, I found this in my car dash. Oh, my heart, praise the Lord. A little child shall lead them. Now, this is what was there. Your unfailing love will last forever, Psalm 89, verse 2. Olivia is nine years old. And Olivia 
is going to come up front at this time. This little missionary here, right in her own home, has volunteered or accepted, allowed me to interview her. And by the way, her mother said she needed that information that day. Miss Olivia, how you doing? Good. You doing good? Does this scare you looking at all those people? Yes. Yeah, it does me too. Some of them are more scary than others, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Miss Olivia, why did you write that note for your mommy? Because I prayed that I would be used, um, and he sort of showed me that I needed to do that because I knew my mom would forget. Well, you did a good job, and we're really proud of you. Do you know that because of you, we're starting a brand new Sabbath school class? Did you know that? Yes. Oh, okay, good. The, the class is going to be taught by Pastor Greg. Because I went to the staff, and I said, look, I'm on the horns of a dilemma. Either I'm going to hunker down here and talk about how, different ways to read the Bible and different ways to pray and how to walk with Jesus, or we're going to start a class. And so we agreed that we're going to start a class. Do you know people are already signing up for that class? No. Yep, they are. And you can sign up for it too. It'll be at 10 o'clock on Sabbath morning. And there's a sign-up sheet at the information desk. Pastor Greg will be teaching that class. Now, Miss Olivia, what would you like to say to the other children who are attending church here today? Always do the right thing and um, do what Jesus leads you to do. My goodness. There's your sermon for the day, folks. Gotcha. Hold my hand. Father in heaven, we pray for this dear, sweet girl. May she grow up with her heart as true tomorrow as it is today. And use her for great and glorious and wonderful things is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Miss Olivia. Yes. Let's pray. Father in heaven, as we journey into your word today, we pray for your guidance. We ask that you will send your Holy Spirit to teach us, that you will fill this room with angels that we might sense your loving presence. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that each one of us will hear what you want us to hear that you will apply it to our lives as you want to apply it. And I pray that miracles will take place, hearts will be changed for eternity, and people will walk out of here different than what they walked in. May we all know you better from studying today is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Please open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, we continue our study in the Sermon on the Mount and Jesus' section that we call the Beatitudes. We'll be looking at two Beatitudes today, and uh, you'll see they kind of go together. Matthew 5, verses 7 and 8. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. So we're looking at the merciful and we're looking at the pure in heart. If you were to study the word merciful in the English dictionary, you would come up with these definitions. Having feeling or showing mercy. Compassionate. Lenient. Clement. And clement is referring to clemency, which is forbearance, leniency, 
mercy toward an offender or enemy. Blessed are the merciful. I think all of us get merciful on some levels. When I say get, I mean understand it. If we're in school as a child, and there's the new kid in town, and nobody seems to be reaching out, we know it's merciful to reach out and incorporate them into the group. We get that. If, as adults, if we see it happening, we get that as well. There's certain elements of this that are just natural to us in our understanding of the concept of merciful. However, if you hover very long with this verse and try to apply it across different circumstances of life, you quickly run into problems. How are you to be merciful to an abuser? Whether it's a person, an organization, or a government. What, what would you have done in the 1930s in Germany when Hitler's brown shirts were going around terrorizing the Jews or anyone opposed to Nazism? How does this apply in those circumstances? And then, uh, confused enough with that, we move to pure in heart. Purity, we think of free from sin, free from anything that taints or is immoral. And yet, every single one of us recognizes that from time to time, bad thoughts just boom, flash through our mind. Boom, there they are. Where did that come from? I don't want those thoughts. I don't want them to be around. And even some will confess that they can be in the most earnest prayer and have some odd, weird, unholy thought pop into their mind. So how can we be pure in heart? The merciful shall obtain mercy. The pure in heart shall see God. Standards which, how, how, how do they really truly work? Well, <clears throat> merciful is confusing theology on one hand, pure in heart is an impossible condition on the other hand. So what do we do with these verses? We're not going to dismiss them, we're going to seek to understand them and apply them to our circumstances. In the first place, the Greek word that is translated merciful is very easy to study in the New Testament. It is only used twice. And it has a different flavor to it than the English meaning of the word merciful. It can be translated merciful, as it is, but it actually means the ability to get right inside another person's skin until we can see things with their eyes, think things with their mind, feel things with their feelings. It is not describing an emotional wave of pity, but a deliberate effort of the mind to understand what someone is going through. It's a little different than what we think of when we hear the word merciful. Let me show you where the word is used the other time in the New Testament. It is found in Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2, and we will begin reading in verse 14. I will let you know when we come to the word merciful. Uh, well, it'll be translated merciful, but just so it sounds like I know what I'm doing, I will say that's the Greek word there, okay? Verse 14. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself, this is referring to Jesus, he himself likewise shared in the same. So as we are people of flesh and blood, Jesus himself shared in that experience that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil. 
So Jesus came, became a human being, died, and destroyed death in the process through the resurrection. It goes on and says, verse 15, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Jesus became human for the purpose of conquering death. It goes on. For indeed, he does not give aid to angels, but he gives aid to the seed of Abraham. Therefore, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful, there's your word, and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. In the incarnation, Jesus got inside the skin of humanity. He saw through the eyes of humanity. And it says something very interesting regarding that. Verse 16, notice what it says. For indeed, he does not give aid to angels. Why does he not give aid to angels? They don't need it, apparently. They don't need it. But he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. The seed of Abraham, according to the scriptures, would be all who have faith in God, and in particular, faith in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. We are the seed of Abraham. This is telling us that Jesus entered humanity in order to understand us and to give aid to us. Verse 18, for in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy, could be likened to this. The merciful are the people who seek to understand another in order to give aid to them. But I want you to know something. This may shock you, but when you think about it, you'll understand the truth of this. Some of our kindnesses can be downright cruel. We think we're doing a kind thing by something we say or something we do for someone. But in reality, if we don't really understand what they're experiencing, it may come across as very cruel. It may be a comment that you make, you mean well by it, but you don't understand the pain that they're going through. It may, well, I'm not gonna bother with examples because um, you might think I'm calling you out. The, the truth is, you think about it, and you know some people thinking they're doing God's service have been pretty hurtful to us. Kindness can be cruel. Merciful, according to the Bible, is someone who seeks to understand from the vantage point of the other person in order to render aid to them. It is not an ethic that excuses bad behavior. This is very important because we think, oh, be merciful. Well, what do you do? You're lenient. You just let things go. Let me ask you something. Jesus is the model of merciful. He became one of us in order to render aid to us. Will he judge the wicked? Yes, he will. You better believe it. So mercy doesn't mean free reign. It doesn't mean leniency in the way that is an emotional leniency. Let's go back to Matthew 5. So we see merciful, perhaps, is more doable than what we thought. Merciful is by God's grace 
seeking to understand another person, where they're coming from, why they do what they do, why they're feeling what they feel. And this is all done with the purpose in mind that maybe we may be able to help them on some level. We go to Matthew 5, verse 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. The pure in heart. This is very troubling because all of us want to see God. We want to see him in our lives today, and we certainly want to see him throughout eternity. These beautiful beatitudes all express something and then give a promise. You know, the merciful, they'll obtain mercy. The pure in heart, they'll see God. The Greek word here is katharos. And some of you are named Kathy. That's where it comes from. Some of you are named Karen. It's a derivative of this. It means pure. But there's a variety of uses, even in the day when this was written. Originally, it simply meant something clean. If you had soiled clothes and you washed them clean, they were katharos, they were pure. It also was used of an army that has purged the discontented, cowardly, unwilling, and inefficient soldiers. Now it's more pure. It is a better army. It's also used of metal. Metal that has no tinge of an alloy. alloy. It is not mixed with another metal. It is pure. And in the context, katharos, the basic meaning is unmixed, singular. And in the context, it means motives that are unmixed. It's doing good from a good motive, the intent of the heart. And so this verse is a call for deep self-reflection because we need to know what are the motives that drive us to do what we do? Sometimes we will identify greed. Sometimes we will identify selfishness. We can identify all kinds of negative motives. But then there are times that we sincerely believe we are doing it for a good reason. And yet, we may discover there's still a twinge of, boy, I hope somebody sees me doing this. In studying this, I, I read John Bunyan, the great author of Pilgrim's Progress, preached a sermon and uh, was at the back of the church greeting people as they left. And one man, when he was walking out, shook Bunyan's hand and he said, that was a fantastic sermon. And Bunyan said, I know, the devil told me before I got off the pulpit. Pride. Always a battle with who we are. Why do we do what we do? Why am I doing this? Why am I saying this? And after deep self-examination, I think most of us will discover that few things we do are done with unmixed motives. But God wants them to be for his glory and for his honor. So how can we recognize what our intents are? How can we know whether our purposes are holy? What do we have to go by? Let's go to Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4, and, and we read a passage here that you know quite well, but maybe not with this perspective in mind. Hebrews 4 verse 12 says, For the word of God is living and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, watch this, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, 
but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. God is watching. And the way to know our intents, the intents of our heart, is to line them up with the word of God, to let God speak to us in his word, to let us have a sense of his holiness, to let us have a sense of his goodness, and then when we see, wow, uh, I've got a long ways to go, it brings a true repentance. It brings a humility that God is longing for in us because humility, as you well know, is the portal to God. It's the way we find access to him in all his blessings and his promises. So let's go back to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, verses 7 and 8. I'd like you to look at them on the screen. And please read verse 7 with me. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Now, I know I don't have to quiz you. I think we all want to see God. Not just in the future. We'd like to see him in our lives now. That's a beautiful, beautiful promise. And I don't need to quiz you how many of you want mercy. Uh, that's a beautiful promise. But God says, blessed are the merciful, they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, they shall see God. Let me reread those to you with the understanding that we have given to us from Scripture. Blessed are those who seek to understand others in order to give aid to them. They shall receive aid from God. Blessed are those who are serving God with unmixed motives, for they shall see God. I'm wondering, is there anyone here today who would like to say to the Lord, I, uh, I want to seek to understand others so I can render aid to them. And Lord, I want to serve you with unmixed motives. Would you like to say that to the Lord? It's my appeal today. If you want to say yes to that, please stand. Father in heaven, please, Lord, help us be merciful. Help us to seek to understand before we act. And please, Lord, Help us to focus on the intent of our hearts in the actions that we perform. And we ask that through your Holy Spirit, you will give us direction. And we thank you that Jesus, our Savior, covers all our imperfections and our sins. But Lord, we want to be blessed by you. And so we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I invite you to remain standing and to join us in the last song.
Should this life bring suffering, Lord, I will remember what Calvary has bought for me, both now and Jesus will soon return. May we all be found ready to meet him in peace when he appears. Three things real quick before we have our benediction. If you're an educator, please go to the information desk. We have a little gift for you. Two, if you want to sign up for the Bible study class with Pastor Greg, go to the information desk. And three, if you have a child and that child's not with you, make sure you go get them. Thank you. Father in heaven, I pray for these dear, dear people. Please continue watching over them and their families. I pray your presence in their lives would be so strong that their faith in you would be great. Please hear their prayers and answer those prayers according to your will. And we're all praying that you will save our children, our family members, our loved ones, and our friends. We thank you. And we pray to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope you have a wonderful week. God bless and go in peace.